This episode is brought to you by my flagship dating course, Dating in the Wild, The Adult Man Method. Are you sick and tired of a lackluster dating life? Gentlemen, if you know anything about my personal story, you know that I used to suck at dating. I could barely get a text back from a woman, much less a date. I was lonely, depressed, anxious, and felt like my dating life was truly a hopeless endeavor. But I didn't give up, and eventually it all changed. I got to work and figured out how to transform myself from being a total dating zero to an absolute dating hero and succeeded in creating the dating life of my dreams. And in this dating course, you can learn the exact skills, strategies, techniques, and thought processes that I learned over two and a half years of studying, trial, error, blood, sweat, tears, testing, and lots of hard work. The secret is to learn what women evolved to look for in a mate, and then to develop yourself into the truly masculine, attractive, high-value man who taps directly into the instincts that guide the ever-mysterious female mate selection process. Not only will this course teach you how to transform your dating life, it'll also empower you to become a better, more successful man in the process. So click on the link in the description, grab the course, and get ready to change your dating life forever. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segifas podcast. This is the podcast and YouTube show where you learn how to be truly alpha, to succeed in dating, relationships, business, fitness, and everything else that matters. If you're here, it's probably because you want to learn how to have a better, dare I say, even perfect relationship with maybe your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your significant other, uh, whatever it is. Maybe you are getting ready to get married. Maybe you're already married. Maybe you're just dating, looking ahead to that time when you're going to be in a committed relationship and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I want to make sure I do this right. I don't want to mess it up. Or maybe you're running into some problems and you're thinking, man, we better fix this because it feels like it's heading in a bad direction. I understand. I understand. And if that's what you're looking for, then you're in luck because I have a lot of experience with not only making mistakes in my relationships, making bad choices, but then also learning the lessons and turning around and finding better ways to do it. I was married for 10 years. Back in 2007, I got married very young, way too young. I had no idea what I was doing. Crashed and burned that marriage. Uh, it ended in 2017. Left me in a very difficult, uh, emotionally exhausting divorce that really wrecked my life and caused me to have to perform a total life reset at the age of 30 and that's really when I began my own alpha journey and I started this platform and to, today uh, years down the road from there I've learned so many lessons and I've learned some very crucial lessons about how to make long-term relationships work um, perhaps even how to get them as close to perfect as you can here's the thing none of us are perfect and I'm not perfect either but I do have some insights into this that I have learned that had I known when I got started would have really saved me a lot of trouble and heartache and one of the hardest things in life is to have a relationship end but what makes it especially terrible is if you realize you could have done better and some of that blame rests on your shoulders and you just have no one to blame but yourself and this is a very painful thing and if we can do things to help prevent that in our lives this can make our lives so much better and that's what we're going to talk about today um we're gonna talk about that transformation of going from someone who doesn't really know how to make a relationship work to being someone who can really uh, enter it or continue it equipped with the tools necessary to make it a much better experience for both of you. Uh, what is the secret sauce to this? Well, the secret sauce lies in the alpha mentality, of course. This is my life philosophy, the mode of being that helped me to save my life and rebuild my life in the wake of my failed marriage and the total life reset I had to engage on at the um, at the age of 30. I had to go back onto the dating marketplace and start from scratch. I had virtually no money. Uh, my life had just crashed and burned and it was mostly my fault because I made a lot of bad choices. And so a lot of the things we're gonna talk about today 
are things that I've learned since then. I've learned that there were mistakes I made and I've learned how to uh, incorporate better corrective action to help you have a better relationship with your person, okay? Uh, that's the secret sauce, man. And, and I'm about to share the entire process with you in this episode. I'm, now this is gonna be crunched in. This is gonna be a longer form episode, but there's a lot to cover. There's actually 22 different steps that I'm gonna cover briefly, giving you the very basic, concise, most important things you need to know, and then you can take those things and you can expand on them yourself. But, but we're gonna give you the important stuff in this video, all the important stuff, the bullet points, uh, and a little bit of a descriptor for each one. I'm gonna talk a little bit about it. For those of you who are new to the channel, however, I just want to give you a tiny introduction. My name is Joshua Segafis. My goal is to become a ripped, attractive, successful, powerful alpha millionaire leader with an amazing dating life and tribe. And my purpose in life is to help other aspiring alphas to master this journey as well. Uh, please do me a solid and hit that thumbs up button and hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so that you can join me on this journey and continue along. Uh, and if you're wondering what all this alpha mentality stuff is about, I would also encourage you to go download my free ebook, An Introduction to the Alpha Mentality, The Evolutionary Key to Succeeding at Dating, Relationships, Business, Fitness, and Everything Else That Matters. You can find the link to do this in the description below. That will give you a basic overview of not only the alpha mentality, but also the nine vital life domains that you need to master in order to really get your alpha mentality and alpha life on track to succeeding in all of the big, um, glorious, victorious ways that matter. To have a glorious and victorious life instead of a life characterized by chaos and uh, frustration and, and losing and you know not getting good results. We can maximize our results, create the destiny we want for ourselves. And the alpha mentality is the mode of being that allows us to do that. But there are a lot of specific strategies and techniques and that's why I create content to help share them with you. And today, we're covering the strategy for how to have a perfect relationship, or at least as close to it as you can get, right? Uh, let's dive right into it. The very first thing we have to talk about is, why does a committed, secure relationship matter? In other words, why get into a relationship as opposed to just staying single? This is a very important question to answer. A lot of men nowadays especially are sort of in this mode, and some women too. I see this among some women. There are a lot of people who kind of they basically broadcast the message, you know, I'll be better off by myself. I could be successful at dating. I could have hookups. I could have flings and this kind of thing. And um, there's, you know, there's really no reason to put myself in a position where I'm actually in a committed relationship with someone. When I'm in a committed relationship, I cut myself off from all my other options. Uh, and if there's not enough benefits brought to the table for me, then it's like, if I'm already successful at dating, then what's the point of it? There's really no point. A lot of people say this. There's, um, there are entire online groups of men especially um, the red pill community is one of them men going their own way this is another one and there are some uh, feminist circles among women where they kind of talk about this as well it's like you're better off by yourself than getting coupled together with someone because that person could just hold you back and you can't trust people and people are always going to chase the better option etc okay so first we have to talk about why it even matters to get into a relationship it is my belief when you look at the nine vital life domains, this will resonate. Uh, it is my belief that dating, learning to master your dating life is a, an essential vital life domain. If you do not know how to interface with the uh, people you want to engage in dating, mating, and pair bond with, pair bonding with, you're going to suffer some negative repercussions in your life because of this. Because as humans, the goal is to pursue our natural evolved instincts 
to get into alignment with not only the best way to achieve the optimized life in accordance with those instincts, but then how to balance it out with a rational thought process and some strategies and some, some rational plans and techniques that will basically help us to have the very best human experience possible. And what this actually means is becoming the best version of ourselves possible. If we go completely based on instinct, we will ruin our lives. If we try to rationalize everything to, to the highest degree, we're gonna ruin our lives. Uh, we have to get in alignment with these two things, okay? Humans have evolved to be the apex predators the masters of this planet. And there's a reason for why humans have climbed to the top of the hierarchy amongst all the other creatures on the planet. And it's because uh, they adapted in ways that took them from, you know, being a creature basically at the mercy of nature to being a creature who was able to dominate nature through technology, science, and many other different avenues. And so, what we have to understand is that evolution has filled each one of us with the adaptive traits necessary to absolutely create an amazing destiny, not just on the scale of what we know humans are capable of already, but even beyond this. We can achieve more than any other humans have ever achieved before us, but we have to walk in alignment with our evolutionary instincts and we must balance this out with rationality and reason and scientific thinking and basically just common sense, right? Um, this is so crucial. And for humans, there are many, many benefits to pair bonding. And I'm not gonna go through all of the many benefits, but let's put it, I'm gonna just gonna paint a picture for you to try to describe this the best I can. When humans engage in a pair bonding relationship with someone and they engage in this process through mating, dating, and pair bonding. They basically start in the dating phase, and they're kind of alone. They're like a lone creature. Um, they, they probably have friendships and family, but they're a lone creature in an intimate sense. For humans, intimacy is incredibly important, okay? Having an intimate partner has been very firmly built into our instincts. And when we achieve the optimal balance of intimacy in our lives, we derive a number of health benefits, psychological benefits, emotional benefits, okay? This is maybe not something that's crucial for our survival, but it is, uh, it is so tremendously advantageous that the question bears asking, why would you skip out on it? Well, a lot of people skip out on it because of the problems and the challenges. And it is true that when you don't pair bond correctly. In other words, if your relationships impose more negative uh, detriments onto your life than positive benefits, it is actually better to stay single. So what we want to do is engage in relationships that complement our lives, that make our lives better, rather than being a detriment. And when we're able to do that successfully, interface, we actually can leave the dating phase of our lives behind and enter what is called the, the agreement phase with our partner and together we enter the tribe building phase. Okay, These are two distinctly separate phases of life that come with many benefits. One thing that you'll notice is that it actually is rather inefficient to try to mate and date without being in the confines of a committed relationship. I'm going to give you a very very simple example of this. Back when I was single, I was dating several different women at the same time, and there was just a certain amount of work and effort that went into spending time with each woman. For example, setting a time, 
you know, texting her, you know, setting a date, hanging out with her, doing activity, actually scheduling time to be with her. Uh, maybe we'd be intimate. Uh, maybe we go do something fun, right? Have her back to my place. Maybe we spend the night, whatever it is, right? And then she wake up and she goes home and then, or I go home if I was at her house and then we just kind of continue this. I continue this with all the different women I'm, women I'm dating. The, and, and what I started to pick up on among many different things, but one of the things I started to pick up on was that it was just so time inefficient. I was like spending quite a bit of time setting up dates with women, putting them on my calendar, instead of having a relationship built into my life automatically that like really flowed with everything. Um, there was this process of having to delegate time. So for me, when I actually got into a committed relationship, I'm in a relationship with, I have a girlfriend right now, and so we have a committed relationship. We have left the dating phase and we have entered into the tribe building phase. We're working on building ourselves as a family now, right? And so what this has done is this made me realize I've saved so much time uh, in not having to go through all of the scheduling dates processes. This allows me to focus more on my work, focus more on the relationship, and also it actually provides more benefits because our, we, we build ourselves more into each other's lives through domestic overlap and also emotional overlap. And this just creates so many intimate benefits, emotional benefits, companionship benefits. Uh, and it just becomes a more streamlined process. Now, and this is kind of in the category of time efficiency, but this is just one example of how this process for me just has helped me to have a better life than I could have had dating all these single women, right? And that's just one example. There are many different categories where there are examples of when you get into a good, healthy, committed relationship, there are actually more benefits. Uh, and it's, you can actually go further and achieve more in that sense than you ever could just being a single person, but you have to be choosing the right people. And that leads us to step number one in the process, which is you must choose the right person. Far too many people do not vet well enough. They don't look for red flags and when they see them, they just ignore them. Part of this is due to scarcity, beta mentality. People get afraid to be alone and they accept subpar, low standard behavior. It's really important that when you're dating people that you understand that it is 100% better to be single than to be in a relationship with someone who is not adding a net positive to your life or who is causing enough trouble that it's like throwing you for a loop or holding you back. This is not what you want for your life. What you really want is to find high value people to date, mate, pair bond with, engage with, interface with. You should only entertain the idea of getting into a committed relationship with someone when they truly are so high value that you think to yourself, I'm so lucky, I'd be so lucky to get with them. Uh, they do so many amazing things for me. We have such a great time. We have so much great chemistry. Our values are the same. You know, we have, we have similar standards of excellence in our life. We both want to be high value alpha mentality people. We're both improving each other or we're both improving ourselves. We're both trying to become the best versions of ourselves possible. These are all important things. Now, uh, what I would encourage you to do if you're kind of struggling with that dating process, I have actually created a whole dating course for men. This is just for men. Ladies, this course isn't going to help you as much, but men, this course 
uh, will show you everything you need to know to really get started and to transform your dating life. Go from dating zero to dating hero. It's actually a course outlining the exact process that I used to fix my dating life in the wake of my divorce. I had no idea how to date. It was terrible. Couldn't get a text back. Didn't know, didn't understand women, didn't understand what women were thinking, didn't understand how to flirt, how to date, how to approach women, how to use online dating, anything. Uh, and I had to figure it all out. It took me two and a half years to master that process. And um, this course covers all of the basic stuff that you need to know to really transform your dating life, packs all that information into a course that you can take and then you can use this on the modern dating marketplace to make your dating life even better. So I encourage you to click down in the description and to check out that course. Um, there's no doubt that learning how to date is an essential precursor to having an amazing relationship. Okay. Uh, there is no doubt about that. If you suck at dating, your relationship life is going to suffer for that because those skills transfer, right? So it's there's more you have to know to have a relationship work really well. So dating is like one phase and then relationship is another phase, but that phase stacks on top of the dating phase. So learning how to date is a firm foundation to being a good boyfriend, being a good husband, being a good partner, being a good father. Uh, this, this is something that I learned. So you have to learn how to date before you can start hoping that to succeed with high value people. But once you get that, figured out, you can move on to that next step of learning how to be a good boyfriend, be a good girlfriend, etc. Okay. So this is very important. So step number one is you must choose the right person. Step number two, you must conduct yourself in a trustworthy manner. They say relationships are built on trust and this is absolutely important. But if you want trustworthy people in your life, the key is not to be like paranoid and always assuming people are going to screw you over. The key is to be trustworthy and then to just be aware that People can be disloyal. When you see it, you deal with it. Don't be paranoid. But the most important part of this is that you must act in a trustworthy fashion and uphold that standard of excellence for your life. Don't like expect it of other people and then you do shady things. This is a bad recipe for a positive relationship. Okay. Step number three, you must move on from the dating phase and commit to the tribe building phase. A lot of people try to get into committed relationships and they get stuck in the dating phase. In other words, they get with this person and they start a relationship, but they're always kind of one foot out, looking around being like, oh, could I do better? Uh, I kind of miss the dating, I kind of miss going to the club, kind of miss the dating apps. Look, if you want to be single, be single. If you want to get in a relationship, get into a relationship. A lot of people get into a relationship for the wrong reasons. They either do it for pressure or they do it out of scarcity mindset because they're afraid to be alone. When what they, if they could crush it as a single person, then that's actually what they want to do. They want to be bringing a new home, girl home every night or for women, they want to be able to flirt with what, any guy they want, right? If you want to live that way, live that way, but don't get into a relationship if you're still in that mindset. You've got to be ready to move on to the tribe building phase to build a family. If you're not there yet, don't go there yet. Uh, so this is all kind of like before the relationship, this is all stuff you have to have dialed in before you even think about the relationship, okay? Number four, you should both agree to a clear, specific, and established relationship agreement. Now, I actually have written about this quite extensively, and I'm going to just read you the bare minimum stuff that you should be able to agree on when you do enter a relationship. A lot of people will say, well, what, you know, when you make agreements to go into a relationship, what should you talk about? What should you be able to um, bring to the table? What should the agreements be? And 
the same is really true for men and women. These, in my experience, now I could go into the science and the reasoning for why I'm saying these things, but that would be kind of another video. It's a deep topic. But basically, I have figured out that there are a certain number of things you should be able to give each other. Uh, in my master guide to dating, which you can find on my website, joshuasgives.com, uh, what should a woman ask for in the agreement phase? I believe it's up to the woman to pursue actual commitment. It's, for, uh, it's a man's responsibility to pursue sex and dates, a woman's responsibility to pursue commitment. So woman, a woman would always start the commitment discussion. It's in her best interest to do this. As a woman initiating the agreement commitment discussion with a man, you're going to want to ask for a number of things. You're going to want to ask for a committed, officially publicly recognized relationship. You're both going to want to make it social media official, tell your friends and family, etc. No secret nonsense, okay? Another thing, you're going to want to ask specifically for monogamy and or sexual exclusivity as well, unless you want to be non-monogamous and do open relationship thing. But most people don't want that. Most people want commitment, so you have to ask for this. This should be a a thing that you agree to. And then both of you should also explicitly agree to delete your dating apps and all other dating and casual relationships that are still going on. Cut out exes and commit fully to one another as exclusive dating partners, like really commit to each other. If you cannot even get these basic agreement frameworks like nailed down and you both feel really good about them, there's no basis for a relationship. You're still casually dating and you should probably continue to casually date, okay? This all might, you, you might think to yourself, Josh, these are all dating things. Uh, these aren't tips for how to make a relationship work. But listen, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. The reason why so many people get into so much trouble in relationships is because they do not do the legwork and the proper thought work and relational work and vetting leading up to getting into the relationship. They just fall into them. And this is the definition of chaos and the beta mentality. As alphas, we want to be intentional with a purpose, doing everything for a reason, being strategic, being wise, and then taking action to create the destiny we want. Beta mentality is, I'm just going to fall into it, bleh, chaos, I'm not going to plan, I'm not going to strategize, I'm not going to be intentional about it, I'm just going to let whatever happens, happens. This is how you, this is how you ruin your life. Trust me, I've done it. I've done it one or two times. This is how you ruin your life. So you need to do the legwork. You need to do the emotional work to lead up to that relationship in order to start it off on the proper footing. And that's part of the whole key, okay? Number five, you must be committed to negotiation and problem solving. I hear a lot of guys on the, online talk about how, oh, I don't negotiate with women. It's my way or the highway. She can either do it my way or leave. Okay. These are men who are not ready for a relationship. These are men who are not ready for tribe building. These are men who still want to have complete autonomy and not take on the responsibilities of starting a family, okay? This is so crucial. This is especially crucial for women to understand. If you get together with a guy and he says things like, I don't negotiate in my relationships. It's my way or the highway. I just don't care. That's just not how I roll. I don't negotiate. This is a sign of a man who is perhaps on the road to understanding responsibility, but he has not, he's not come to terms with the fact that you must be a servant leader to make a relationship work. This man is not ready for a relationship. Men, if you are in this place where you're like against negotiation or problem solving, talking, 
you're reaching agreements within the relationship, you're not ready. You're not ready for a real commitment. And if you're in a relationship and that's your attitude, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's a huge source of the problem. Number six, you have to validate yourself. You should never rely on your significant other to validate you. This is a huge source of trouble. This speaks to having a validation deficit. You must come to the table of the relationship fully validated. And if your partner needs a little lift up, a little help, give them compliments, lift them up. If, if you need a little help, hopefully they'll look at it and they'll lift you up too. But here's the thing, if you rely on each other for this, this is a, this is what you would call a, like a, a double negative. You should both be able to come to the table fully validated and then move forward in confidence and power. Not come to the table as like, you know, half broken creatures hoping to patch each other up. This is so important and this is a personal journey. You must do this for yourself and you should vet your partners and make sure that you only get involved with a partner who is also self-validated, who is a self-confident person in their own right because otherwise you're gonna have this validational deficit in your relationship and that is a bad place to be. It's not gonna result in much positivity. Number seven, you must have your own purpose and be clear about it. Do you know what your purpose in life is? If not, once again, download my free ebook. There's a whole section on purpose there. Uh, you should be careful of getting into relationships with people who do not have a purpose of their own. Date people who are purpose driven. Uh, if you and your partner are already together and neither of you have a purpose, find one together. Work together to establish what you both want, what destiny you want to create and how you want to pursue purpose in life. Number eight, you must be committed to self-improvement. Level up mind, body, spirit every single day, both of you. Uh, beginning and end of story, no getting overweight, no getting un unhealthy, no letting yourselves go. You should be increasing in value every day, increasing in value every year. Men, let yourselves gain weight, get that beer gut. Nope, no good. That's a beta mindset. A lot of men complain, oh, she left me after we were married, blah, blah, blah. A big cry, baby, sob story. And then you look at them and they gained 100 pounds during the marriage. No, 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 no. There's no excuse for this. Women, you know, I'll so often I'll talk to women. They're so overweight. They've gained 150 pounds. Uh, you look at the photos when they got married. They were they were very thin, very athletic, very attractive, very healthy looking. Right? Uh, as humans, we don't want to be overweight. This is unhealthy. This is unattractive. It takes away from your attraction markers. You want to be lean, athletic, fit, healthy. You do not have to look like a Hollywood star, but you do have to be working on your health and wellness all the time. And being overweight is not healthy. I don't care what anybody says. This is nonsense. We must be committed to chasing excellence. You wanna improve attraction in your relationship? Look at yourself and weigh yourself and check your BMI. If you're overweight, this is taking away from your attraction. Lose that weight and I guarantee your partner will start to think you're more attractive and you will also have more confidence, and that's an awesome thing. Uh, but self-improvement isn't just health and wellness. It's also leveling up mind, body, spirit, leveling up your mind, learning new things, learning new skills, getting more money, right? It's also about spiritual, uh, becoming a more peaceful person, learning to become um, a more holistic, whole, healthy human in your own right across the board. These are all important things. Number nine, you must be committed to a high standard of excellence. If you're not committed to excellence in everything you do, what are you even doing? 
What are you doing? Raise your standards, ladies and gentlemen. Number 10, you must embrace radical self-responsibility. I have a whole guide about this on my blog. You can go find it. Go to the search bar on my blog, type in responsibility, you'll see it. Um, it's a, basically a guide to embracing radical self-responsibility. Um, everything bad that happens in our lives is pretty much our fault, barring like crazy acts of nature. For example, when my marriage ended, I could have pointed at my wife and said like, you left me, you were disloyal, blah, blah, blah. But no, listen, I take the responsibility on myself. It hurts to do that, to say I messed up. But listen, if you don't take responsibility for yourself, you're never gonna fix your life. That's taking power back into yourself. That's taking your power back from the chaos. You must be radically self-responsible and take ownership of your life. Number 11, you must shirk the victim mentality. This is going on a little bit long, so I'm just gonna go over the rest of these points. I'm gonna try not to drag this out too much. Um, I'm not trying to turn this into a two hour lecture, so I'm gonna just give you these kind of quickly now. Um, you must shirk the victim mentality is number 11. Don't be a victim in your life. Number 12, you must be proactive and intentional. Do things on purpose, have a plan, have goals, right? This is very important. Uh, number 13, you must clearly and directly communicate your desires. If you don't talk about what you want from your significant other, there's no basis for anything good. If you just, so many men get this into this trap where they're like, like for example with sex, it's like, oh, I wish she'd have more sex with me, but they don't talk about it, they don't bring it up, they don't solve the problem. Uh, Instead, they just kind of hope she'll start it and then they don't start it. It's just a chaotic beta mess. Fix the problem. Uh, talk about it. Communicate about it, okay? You gotta do this. Number 14, you must eliminate the inner need to control the other person. You gotta let that person be their own person. Uh, if you feel the need to control someone else, usually it's a reflection of you having no self-validation, no self-confidence. Confident, validated person doesn't need to control other people. They just wanna control themselves and be the best they can be. Number 15, you must establish ironclad boundaries. Figure out what your boundaries are, both of you, and understand them and establish them. Number 16, you must enforce those boundaries with kindness and respect. No freaking out at each other, no yelling at each other, no getting into fist fights, nothing like that. Uh, when you communicate about boundaries, sit down and do it rationally with kindness and respect. This is so important to a relationship. Um, number 17, you must cultivate safety, security, and peace. If you're not able to do this in a relationship, it's gonna go nowhere. Both people have to have this in their home. Safety, security, and peace. If you're doing anything that's taking away from any of those, you're making a mistake, stop it. Number 18, you should have adventure. Go on adventures together. Embark on the alpha journey. Embark on your hero's arc together. Find your purpose, get out there and do new things. This means having adventures as a couple. This also means having adventures as individual people. Number 19, you must treat your partner with the utmost respect. Do not ever disrespect your partner in front of other people. Do not ever speak to them in a manner that you would regret later on or that you wouldn't want them to speak to you in. Before you reach the point where you should disrespect them, it's always better to walk away. Do not go down this road, this low value road of speaking disrespectfully to the person who's supposed to be your intimate partner. This is the person you share a bed with. This is the person you share intimacy with. There's no reason to disrespect them, to act that way. Do not allow it to happen to you and do not allow yourself to do it to them. Enforce those boundaries with kindness and respect always. Number 20, you should strive to have fun together. Sometimes life is serious, there's a lot to do, there's a lot of responsibilities, but you do have to find a way to have fun together. This is 
crucial. Play is important for humans. Have a little fun, you know, run around, uh, do something funny, do something silly, go, go on a trip, go camping, whatever. Um, it's really important that you don't get all hung up on all the serious stuff all the time. Self-improvement is great, but having a little fun and adventure is also crucial for every relationship. Number 21, it's in your best interest to learn to be a capable leader. This is true for men and for women. Personally, I believe that men should learn how to be capable leaders in their relationships. Hold on, my little kitty peanut is climbing on the desk. I'm gonna pick her up. I believe that men should learn to be capable leaders to lead the frame of the relationship and that generally speaking, women respond very well to men who take a leadership role. Now in some relationships, the women are the leader and they want to be the leader and the men want to be the follower. Okay, I'm not gonna try to talk down on that kind of situation. Um, I do believe that that dynamic works contrary to how we evolved. And I believe that when men and women fall into that dynamic where the woman leads and the man follows, both of them have to sacrifice some very important things that I think that basically take away from the fulfillment in the relationship for them. I always advise that men strive to become powerful leaders and that women strive to be able to vet and find men who are capable leaders so that they can be led and feel safe and secure in that relationship. Um, if you want a leadership mentality man and you start to date him and he's not a leadership mentality man though, understand that leadership is a very hard skill to learn. Most men are not going to learn that skill very quickly. It, if he hasn't already taken a keen interest in it, he's probably not going to, and it might be decades before he'll actually learn. So use that information how you want, but there has to be a leader. If you're both just winging it, you're headed for disaster. This is chaos. Succeeding as a couple is really important to having a good relationship. There has to be a plan and a roadmap and a goal, not only for you as individuals, but as a couple. And the leader's job is to create, help create the plan and to lift the whole family towards success. This is the leader's job, it's a big responsibility. You can't just wing it and be like, ho, 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 we're in a relationship now, hopefully it all goes well. That's a recipe for disaster. You've gotta plan ahead a little bit. And then a final, the final step, step 22. It's in your best interest to learn to be an emotional nurturer. Now, across the board, just real, real talk, women, have evolved to be much, much better at this than men. There are some men who are great emotional nurturers, but per capita, if you pick out some women, you pick out some men randomly, you're gonna have a higher, you're gonna have a higher percentage of skill in this particular area, natural skill and talent among the women than you are among the men. Women are amazing natural nurturers, and personally, I believe that this lies very close to the heart of the purpose of women is to create life and to be emotional nurturers and bridge builders for the tribe, right? Whereas for men, it's to generate resources, solve problems, to provide safety and security so that the tribe can survive and thrive. However, just like it's good for a woman to learn some leadership skills, it's also good for a man to learn to be a bit of an emotional nurturer. You have to do this, in fact, to be a good leader. So women, lean into this. Use it as your superpower. Men learn how to use it <laughs> a little bit, and then use it on your partner. Be an emotional nurturer to her, okay? Um, and let her be one to you and never punish her for that. And 
you have to understand that men and women have different evolutionary roles and that our instincts support these roles. You don't have to fit into those roles if you don't want to, but you have to understand them. You have to understand that when you depart from those roles, you leave some benefits on the table. You have to do a cost-benefit analysis, see if it's worth it, okay? In my relationship, I highly value the emotion nurturing that I get from my girlfriend. She's so much better at it than I am. Uh, and it's obvious that with our extended family, like she plays that role very well with them, much better than I do. When her and I are together, I'm a very strong and capable leader and she's a strong emotional nurturer. And um, when we put our talents together, we have a much better dynamic and we can let each other have those kind of talents and those skills and use them to the greatest extent possible. And this creates a lot more harmony and togetherness and teamwork. And it's just, it works really, really well. Uh, and we lift each other up and encourage each other and respect each other and it works very, very well. So much better than it was in my marriage. And, and I'm, that's not a dig at my you know, past relationships. And I take that responsibility on my shoulders. I could have done a better job, but anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna conclude this. How to have the perfect relationship. Spoiler alert, there's no such thing as a perfect relationship, but you can get pretty darn close and you can have a pretty happy life if you just take some common sense steps, especially these 22 steps, and you deploy them in your life, and you use them strategically, and you combine those you know, emotional, or I'm sorry, those evolutionary instinctual behaviors with some ration, reasonability, common sense. Uh, it's all about charting a course to a better future for not only you as a person, but your tribe, your circle, your family, and your community, and humanity as a whole. And relationships are a crucial part of that. So yeah, that's all I've got for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off.